This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is cuffing season is back that's right also in the lineup we're talking about what's new in dating news the vicious cycle affecting your sex life and the science behind cuffing season then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions including one listener who is no longer sexually attracted to her long distance bf and another who wonders whether she is leading on a pen pal but first angela it's just you and i what's been going on in your week hi um, so, you know, when Ian was on the show a few episodes back, the topic that we picked was like loving each other's quirks. Right. Um, and like, you know, how like tips for doing that and how it's okay to be like quirky around your partner. Your partner should love your quirks. And yeah, that's that's very like glasses half full. Yeah. And I still stand by it all. However, I do feel like uh, sometimes I just want to be like an unbridled weirdo and do that in an unexamined way at home and not have Ian around mm-hmm. because I just have some quirks that like like what I feel judged for I so I have this thing where I like to watch the same movie over and over again it's my own little personal weird Howard Hughes thing whereas like Ian not only like that's like weird on, on its own but Ian will like watch a movie and then like never watch it again like he's yeah the extreme opposite Ian and I are the same person because I never like to watch movies again there's maybe like two or three I would watch again I've watched maybe they're all like nostalgic movies like Clueless or Ferris Bueller's Day Off movies from my youth yeah and that's the movies that I like will watch repeatedly they're like I call them like comfort movies like when I'll just get into a mood and I'm like you know what I need to watch like Moonstruck 50 times in a row. I love that your version of movies is like like a couple decades behind mine. Yeah, I know. And it's not like I'm I, any older. I, I just don't I I was watching some weird stuff in my childhood and it stuck in my brain. Yeah, Moonstruck is from 87. So that came out when you were a two, year a year before I was born. Two years old. No, it was a year before I was born. Oh, a year before <laughs> you were born. Sorry, sorry. Two year I was two years old. You're a little younger. I forget. I forget. <laughs> Clueless came out in nineteen ninety five. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. I, it's like this weird thing that just stuck with me in my youth. And like, and then like I have other weird ones like Forrest Gump. I like, I don't even know why I like Forrest Gump. There's not a lot there. That it's I'm very depressing. Of. I actually think it's kind of a bad movie, but regardless, maybe because it was just like playing on TV all the time growing up, I like watching it. And I like bought it the other night because <laughs> I rent it so much. Um, and Ian's just like, I feel like, this is your mental illness and I cannot be around you when you're doing this. I have to leave. It's fine if he doesn't want to watch the movies again and leaves. I think that's something that you can do on your own is watch the movies. I I don't, I would not want to watch. I don't watch shit that I don't want to watch. If you know, Nick's watching something, I'm not into it. I'm going to just leave the room and go read a book or go do something. Well, I don't think that's a quirk that would bother me if I was Ian, as long as you're not, quoting you know life is like a box of chocolate all the time i <laughs> think it's never i think you're fine but you know living in a small new york city apartment we just have one tv it's kind of like a showdown every night 
But, I, you know, I give it. I, I let him, you know, when he's around, I don't do it. But basically, I get really excited when he's like, oh, I'm going out to dinner tonight. And I'm like, oh, great. I can be as crazy as possible. So I've just been leaning into that lately. As crazy as possible, aka I'm going to watch Moonstruck. I know, right? Like, that's how crazy I get. I'm going to so put funny. on my sweatpants and watch the same movie back to back to back to back. Okay, so something recently uh, – well – it, it's kind of like similar in the fact that Nick was saying he was going to be gone for the night. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I can like kind of do my own thing. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I've been taking guitar lessons, trying to, you know, up my hobbies again. I'm like yeah. back doing trapeze, back doing guitar. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to practice guitar, maybe read a book. And then I was like, oh, but maybe like before I do all these things, I'll, Uh I'll spend a little time with my satisfier. Right. Loosen up, you know, get limber. I mean, tell me that's what you did before you watched Moonstruck. No? Um, Not like I don't pair it with Moonstruck. They they don't necessarily go well together. (laughs) But yeah, that's another thing I love to do when I have an evening to myself. Okay. So you can tell we're both in long-term relationships. We're like, get out of the house so (laughs) so I can watch movies and masturbate. (laughs) All right. So I... I was like, I'm going to go spend some time with my, not even a lot of time. It takes like three, literally, literally three minutes. Yeah. So I, I spent some time with my satisfier before I was going to practice my guitar. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go brush my teeth. And I brought it with me to kind of, I'm, you know, <laughs> sounds gross. It's mostly like dirty, but like. <laughs> well, you want to clean it before it touches and, you, right? Right. And then, but then I, I left it on the sink and just <laughs> forgot about it and like went back to go read my book. Uh-huh. And then I fell asleep. And then I woke up the next morning and I brushed my teeth and it was sitting there on our sink, like right next to Nick's sink. <laughs> and I was so horrified. I was like, oh my God, I just left my satisfier in front of Nick's sink. And and I shouldn't be embarrassed because I'm very, you know, pro sex positive. Sex positive. Yeah. So these were like conflicting feelings. I was, you know, feeling like I'm there's no reason I should have been embarrassed, but I just felt silly that I was like, oh my God, now Nick knows that he was out for the night and I just like, it's like I purposefully left my satisfier in front of his sink and I'm like, I hope he doesn't think I was trying to show him like, look what I did while you were gone. Like dropping hints. In like a weird way, like I left my satisfier to clean it back. But you know what? What are the odds that Nick didn't even know what it was? Because the cool thing about the satisfier is it doesn't really look phallic. It could be like a skin thing. Like if you're a guy and you don't know all the things that women use, like it could be like an exfoliator. That is a nice thing. It wasn't like I left some like giant big dick looking <laughs> yeah. dildo in right. like front of his thing, yeah. like a big penis. That would be like a like throwing down a challenge to him. <laughs> it does kind of look like a like it could like clean your pours out yeah. or be like a very tiny uh hair dryer <laughs> it's a very very <laughs> tiny one for a barbie doll uh so anyways i was embarrassed and i was like oh my god oh my god and i grabbed it and like threw it under my my sink um but you don't think i should have freaked out about it he didn't bring it up no but he's he would never that's just not it within <laughs> his personality he's very private and he never asks me any He's he's not like an invasive person. Right, right. Well, I mean... I sometimes wish he was. I was like, aren't you curious? Yeah, like, just leave it I, out until he says something. I'm like, aren't you curious where I'm going, what I'm doing? He he, he really leaves me alone. Yeah. So he, he just wouldn't ask me. Anyway, so I was a little embarrassed. I say you just be like, oh, it's an exfoliator. Yeah, I guess. 
<laughs> All right, we're going to jump into what's in the news, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. If you can think it, you can dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. Easily create a website all by yourself. That's what this little engine that could did back in the day when we were a scrappy little sketch show with a professional looking website. And now look at us. We've got a podcast, we have a book, we sold a TV show. All it, because of Squarespace. I mean, honestly, it made us look more professional. We I have to say that. And we, you know, and it, I love just having all of our stuff, Angela, in one place. Like, whether people go to our website or not, I mean, I think they do when they're trying to see if we're legit or not. I think it just helps me. I'm like, okay, all of our sponsors for the podcast are there. All of our press clippings are on a page. All of our all of our gallery photo shoots we've ever done is in, are on a page. Like everything is organized. It's helpful for me. And I think it's just helpful for other people. I feel the same way. Like whenever I need something, it's just so easy to go copy and paste from our website. So like if you are a business owner or you're trying to like put your resume online, get yourself out there, it really is not just a resource to send to other people, but it's a resource for yourself to have everything in one place. It really does make your life easier. So no matter what you do, if you're creative, if you're a businessman, if you're an artist, if you're a wedding planner, if you're a hair and makeup professional, this will make your life so much easier. Uh, you don't have to know anything about building websites. It's really easy. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. So it's going to look great when people look at it on their phones. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that will help you out if you do get confused. They're amazing. I love their customer support people. They're my buds. I just message them if I'm like stuck on anything. Check them out. Go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save that 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We would like to thank our sponsor, Bombas. You know it's a sneaky good holiday gift, super comfortable Bombas socks. Most people don't ask for socks, and that's because they haven't worn Bombas. I love a good cozy sock, Angela. It just makes everything better. You can, you know, live the hygge lifestyle, get your tea, get your cider, drink my matcha, read a book, and my cozy socks. Right, and they also are like the classic holiday gift for like when you want to get something small and maybe you don't know the person that well, but like everybody loves socks. Yes, yeah. everyone I, needs socks and nobody wants a cold foot. Right, and you can never have enough pairs of cozy socks, you know, like you, you're always happy to get a new pair. Um, and these are like the best in the biz in terms of comfy socks. Um, did you know that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, Bombas socks were created to change that. For every pair that you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Bombas socks are soft, like made with the softest cotton in the world, soft. They're built with extra cushioning. So whether you're walking the dog, chilling at home, or saving the world, you'll be comfortable. Um, did you ever notice that annoying toe seam that most socks have? That little ridge on the top? Bombas, yes. Bombas got rid of it. So they're Ow. smooth across the top of your foot, which is genius. Um, and, you know, you do lots of different things. So Bombas made a lot of different socks, dress socks for work, performance socks for working out, and even limited edition holiday socks. It's a great holiday gift. Guys, go to bombas.com slash single and get 20% off any purchase during their big holiday sale, November 18th through no December 5th. 
That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash single for 20% off. Bombas dot com slash single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news this week? Okay, I was reading about the vicious cycle sabotaging your sex life. This is on Cosmo by Leslie Goldman. Sexy. Thank you for that. Um, somewhat sort of related to our last story as having to do with sex drive. Um, so basically they spoke to this certified sex therapist, Holly Richmond, and she says that she estimates that 30 to 40% of her, her clientele are women who come to her saying, I don't want to have sex. Am I normal? Am I weird? Why am I different? So Cosmo, along with Women's Health, did a survey and they said that 1,686 women ages 25 to 49 um, of the of those women, more than three in five respondents said that they have personally experienced one or more symptoms of sexual dysfunction, including not being in the mood for unknown reasons on a regular basis and making frequent excuses to avoid sex. And 91% of those women said it was taking a negative emotional toll on them. So basically not only are a lot of women not in the mood for sex, but they they feel guilty and weird and embarrassed about it. They shouldn't. I mean, there's no. We've had a lot of sexologists on the show, and they've all said, you know, they're, you know, well, actually, there has been conflicting things. There we, on, has been on some. Some of them have said like, there's no, you know, exact number of how many times you should be having sex, and then others have said like, if you're not having sex, like, it's going to really affect your relationship. And I forget, but they said if you're having sex, like. I, th- I think it was what, like less than three or four times a year you have a sexless marriage. Yes. So, uh, you know, and and I, it, that, I found that helpful to like put a number on it because people right. are always asking me like, how often should I be having sex? I was like, I don't, you know, everyone has different answers. I think it is like whatever makes you and your relationship happy, but the number is like, you know, three less than three to four times a year in your relationship, it's a sexless relationship right. and, and technically if, yes and if you're not happy which it sounds like these women are then there are things that you can do exactly and what i liked about this list was i thought that these were all really helpful tips because we had had a sexologist uh, on a few episodes back and i remember i was kind of going through a period where my libido was just kind of lower and i asked her for advice and she was like maybe you're just not having very good sex and i was like okay really i don't remember that yes well i've also noticed like i've gone through ebbs and flows sometimes i want to have sex more than other periods of my life i think it you know it's mental it's physical i noticed like the more yoga i do the more the more like you know sexual i am i don't know if it's like the poses or the well i think just being active for whatever reason yeah and like the mind body connection just makes me really turned on yeah but i've and yeah i've had lots of friends with the same exact thing, like going through phases. So it's totally normal. But if you happen to be in one of those phases right now, they have a few tips. Yeah, well, give us give us our quick tips for people um, that want to practice this. Practice mindfulness in bed. 100%. So like they said 43% of the people that they surveyed um, said stress is a reason for their like low libido. So just like get out of your stress or get the stress out of your head when you like want to have sex. They said um, to get out of your head, you can focus on things in the room. Try and notice three sights, sounds, or smells around you to get you like in the moment. Oh, I love that. Um, they recommend masturbating, obviously, because you can like con- control the scenario, the situation. You can easily ease back into feeling sexual. Um, find passion in your everyday life is another tip. They said, where do you experience pleasure that's non-sexual? Maybe you get mentally turned on by art or cooking or exercise. If you tap into that, 
Um, you may find your passion making its way downtown. So you might get horny from cooking. Um, number four. I guess, they, you know, it depends what you're cooking too. Maybe sure. you should try to cook some aphrodisiac food, cook some oysters, some chocolate fondue. Yes. I just recently read that women are turned on by the smell of licorice, apparently. So sniff some licorice. I feel like that's controversial. Some people really hate licorice. I know. Especially I, black licorice is the most controversial. I don't particularly love the smell, but I don't know. Maybe I, my body would just have a reaction to it. Um Number four, try to remember that it isn't your fault that you're having some sex drive troubles. There can be many reasons, including depression. That is a huge one for men and women. Um, It can also be a thyroid condition, a hormonal imbalance, or a side effect of certain antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications. So, you know, talk to your doctor. Um, Yeah, medicine can have a huge effect. Yeah. Um, It can also, like, dry you up. Yeah, depending on the medicine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask your friends for a confidence boost. I kind of like this one. They said, not only are we not discussing low sex drive with our doctors, but we're also keeping it on the down low among our friends. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Some people don't want to talk about it, but that's how you break taboos and open up and find that maybe some of your friends are going through something similar and they might have tips and you might have tips and you can share things. Yeah. So their their advice for as like a combo starter is saying to your friend, I trust you and need to share this with someone and then spill just as you would when having a heart to heart about any other important topic. But only do it with friends you trust. Exactly. You know, because otherwise then it's going to, you know, especially if stress causes this, you don't want it to stress you out if you've got like your friends going around saying like, oh, like, you know, Janine is in a sexless marriage or a sexless relationship. They, you know, do you know that they never fuck? Yeah, because you tell the wrong friend. You tell the exactly wrong friend and that catty-ass <laughs> bitch will use that for gossip. Yep. I, I can just imagine then the second if you ever break up, they're like, well, you know, they weren't they having sex. They never had sex. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, tell a friend that you trust. And finally... Because I have had friends tell me that about other friends and it really bothers me. I'm like, oh... You know, she probably told you that in confidence and, you know, and, and then, and then I see that that couple like got engaged recently and oh. I was like, and, I, and now I, I can't get that out of my head. I'm like, oh, but they like, they never have sex. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just wish I didn't know that it's none of my business. Right. And why and, do I need to know that if, if she wanted to confide in me, you know, we could have talked about it, but, but she didn't. Another friend told me like, oh, but they never have sex. And, and now like, it just bugs me. Like, why'd you tell me that? That was, right. she told you that shit in confidence. And for all you know, that could have just been a temporary phase. And now they're like fucking all the time. Exactly. I, yeah. That's just, how that stuff goes. Yeah. So just imagine. Imagine that they're fucking all the time. Um, and the final tip, pretty obvious, but says get some info from your partner. Communicate with the person that you are having sex with and, uh, you know, say to them, they said the no fail conversation starter is, I'm curious, what do you think about our sex life? Uh, which is like a direct way to approach it. But they said the words, I'm serious, open the door in a way that avoids any I'm shaming. I'm, I'm sorry. Cu- I'm curious. Okay. Open the door in a way that avoids shaming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, you want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. I was reading The French Toast, which I think is like a weed website. Okay. But I was looking for an article about cuffing season, so that's where I found it. This is an article called What is Cuffing Season and Does Science Support It? And I've, I don't think we've ever read an article when we've talked about cuffing season about the science behind it. So but this the is, stoners have the science. Apparently. Great. This is an article by Maria Loretto. So she writes, you know, cold weather paired with limited sunlight make it more likely for people to be depressed, gain weight, feel a general sense of isolation, which which we know. Anybody that 
has gone through a terrible winter has been there. Yes. At some point. Winter also happens to coincide with a lot of holidays that can make single people feel more alone than usual. Hormones change with the season due to light and temperature. Tristan Cooper Smith, who is a licensed psychotherapist and founder of Life Lab, uh, he told he told Bustle. So I guess this weed website kind of went and found um, different other websites. Right. They 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 quote Bustle. They quote The Guardian. They quote a bunch of websites that we read. All right. So he says our sex hormones, which are responsible for libido, are supercharged. We are literally just hungrier for sex during this time of year. Did you know that? Did you know that you get like a little more horny? I mean, I, I've heard that people say, you know, oh, well, um, oh, they, you know, they conceived in the winter because, you know, there's nothing else to do. It <laughs> right. was like, the, or there was a blizzard. So like all these babies are born around the same date when there's a blizzard. But I always thought that was just because like there's nothing else to do. So you just like stay inside and hook up. But apparently they say you get hungrier for sex during this hmm. time of year. I think fall is the best time to have sex because summer it's too sweaty, winter too cold to not have the sheets on. I'm very particular. There's like a small window where I'm like, yes, this is sex weather. Okay, so you don't fall into this. <laughs> oh, I guess not. Uh, so they said the Guardian also spoke with experts who gouged the reality of gauged the reality, sorry, of cuffing season. Overall, they found that there's little empirical support. There's some science that suggests that humans are more sexually active during the winter months because testosterone peaks during the month of October and and November, making it more likely for people to have sex. Most babies in the U.S. are born within the months of July through September, including my son, Rilo, <laughs> which means- they And were, us. Yeah. You and oh, I. Right, which means they were conceived during the winter. This is what I was just talking about. Uh, so I guess, you know, this kind of goes along with cupping season. You know, you want to have sex all the time. It's like a lot easier to just have sex all the time with one person who you are cuffed to than it is to be searching for a new hookup all the time for, you know, the entire winter months. Right. That's true. Cause that requires going out, going on dates, going to bars and like it's cold out. Exactly. So there is a little science behind cuffing season, which I, which I found interesting i mean yeah. they're basically they don't really look into the science of like the commitment aspect of cuffing right. season they're looking more into the fact that like you know people are more horny during the winter months their hormones have changed and and then they're kind of making the jump that they're gonna want to like cuff someone lock them down and like be with one person for the winter months because because of this right do you do you are you on board with this um, I guess so. I feel like for me, cuffing season always hit hard because of the holidays more than because of the weather. Like I actually prefer like fall and winter. So I don't get, I don't get like the seasonal depression that much. Summer actually bums me out more. I'm, I know I'm in the minority there though. At summer bum- bumming you out? Yeah. Yeah. You're very much in the minority. <laughs> I, know. I feel like everyone's like summer. Yay. <laughs> but I do know like, you know, Science does say like sunlight on your skin does make you just a happier person. So even though I I reject the summer, I do know that I'm getting the that it's good for you. The happy sun rays, exactly. Vitamin D man does magic. All right, we are going to take a quick sponsor break, and then we're going to jump into our mailbox. We would like to thank our sponsor Away. Away creates 
thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase, crafted with features that make travel more seamless, and now they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems. Um, it's funny, Angela, because we had a listener recently that wrote into us about a dating story, and at the bottom, she's like, "By the way, uh, thank you for your sponsor." And like one of the your these are my favorite sponsors that you have, and one of them was Away. And she's like, "Thank you so much for Away." <laughs> it changes lives. It, really it is. Does. I thought that was that was like really cool. She was like going through some dating conundrum, but but like, she had a great suitcase. A gr- but she had a great suitcase. Um, every time I use my away suitcase, I wind up talking about it with people. People ask me like, "Oh my god, I've heard about that. Is it really as great as they say it is?" And then I like launch into copy points because I love it so much. And I'm like, "Look at my 360 degree spinner wheels. They they make navigating the airport so easy." And then I stop and I'm like. I swear I don't work for them. Although, if you would like to use code single at checkout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I just, I love them. I turn into a spokesperson as soon as I start talking about it. They've made my life so much easier. Um, they have two different carry-on sizes. They have the regular carry-on and the bigger carry-on, which I have. Um, and I'm able to fit so much stuff. I went to Italy last summer for a whole week. And I only had the one suitcase. I fit everything I needed. That's batshit to me. In a carry-on suitcase. I was so proud of myself. It was amazing. Um, so some perks of, of the bigger carry-on, which I have, um, it's sized up to make the most of the overhead bin. It's a lightweight and durable shell that makes uh, that is made to last for a lifetime of travel. And I do have to say it is durable and light because I traveled by myself a couple weekends ago and I was able to just hoist it right up and put it in my overhead bin by myself. And trust me, that thing was like packed to the max. Um, it also has a range of unique personalization offerings, including hand painting. I mentioned my favorite, the 360 degree spinner wheels. And finally, TSA approved combination locks, which keep your belongings safe in case, you know, you're you're transporting something valuable. My favorite thing is that you can charge your phone with it. I think that, that that is so cool. Yes. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash single and use promo code single during checkout. That's $20 off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash single and use promo code single during checkout. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific needs. Whether you're looking for glowing skin, more energy, better sleep, or something to support your health and fitness routine, Care Of helps you build and stick with a plan that's right for you. What I love about Care Of is that all of your vitamins come in individualized packs that just make it so much easier when you're traveling and just day to day, you don't have to open like 10 different bottles or five different bottles, whatever it is that come with different amounts. Some have 30, some have 60, some have 90. It's just, you don't even have to think about any of that. You just pop open your daily packet, stick it in your mouth. You're good to go for the rest of the day. That's right. And you know, like something about it being delivered right to your door just makes it so amazing like we had our know i've box. subscriptionized my whole life like i have subscriptions for literally everything angela so you don't even have to worry if you're like running low like they, they got you they're on it they're thinking about it before you do so 
For Care Of, you go on their website, you take this short, fun, five-minute quiz and answer easy questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health needs. You'll get a research-backed recommendation with the vitamins, supplements, and or protein patterns that you need based on your completely personalized quiz results. Your Care Of order gets shipped right to your door in convenient daily packs, perfect for a busy, on-the-go lifestyle. Just throw a couple in your suitcase when traveling or one in your bag on the way to the gym every morning and you're set. Care Of makes it easy to see where they source their ingredients from and ensure only the highest quality of products, which is also super awesome. For 25% off your first Care Of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code THISISWHY. That's 25% off your first Care Of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code THISISWHY. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we have a question from our listener, Marilyn, and Marilyn writes, Dear relationship realists slash long-lost sisters slash virtual guidance counselors slash fabulous strong women... Thank you for that introduction, Marilyn. Love that title. Um, uh, Six months ago, I met a man who changed my standards. How good he treated me made me cry for myself and how badly I had let men treat me in the past. It was the end of my first year of grad school. Summer was about to be in, in swing. And after a year of soul searching, I was finally ready to commit to a healthy relationship, even if he lived in Texas and I live in Michigan. I'm 25 and he is 27. We attempt to visit each other once every one to two months for a weekend. As a person who enjoys their independence, I didn't think the distance bothered me until I became overwhelmed by school and work. Now it seems like a chore to talk after a 12 plus hour day and my sex drive has flatlined RIP. His flirty texts and selfies used to give me butterflies and now I'm just left feeling uncomfortable. How do you know if your feelings for someone are gone or if the lack of feeling is due to stress? Is it normal to feel platonic towards your partner? And if so, for how long? Sincerely, procrastinating homework to figure out my love life slash the two, she says, slash Marilyn. I think in my head, this is totally normal. Things are going to go up and down with how you feel towards a partner. And especially when you're this busy, I think your brain is just kind of taking over. Like the animal instinct part of your brain is taking over and saying like, all right, I got to, what do I have to prioritize? And like, clearly your brain is picking school and work, which which are like immediately more important than a relationship. And it's kind of good that your brain is doing this because it's, it is like it's prioritizing the things that are like imminently more important at the moment. And it's kind of like just saying like, I, I can't focus on the relationship like right now, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's fine. I think it's fine to kind of like take a step back and you don't need to sustain things and talk as often and as much as you were before because you just happen to be in a really busy place. And so I wouldn't feel bad about that. I would communicate that with your partner and be like, Hey, I know I might be seeming a little distant right now. I am just so slammed with work and school. I, I might have to like talk a little less and it doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm not excited to talk to you as much, even though, you know, the truth is you're not as excited, (laughs) but you don't need to tell them that, you know, I'm just, I'm not gonna be able to talk as much. I am, I'm just so crazy. And it's, you know, the time crunch is like stressing me out, you know, more, but once this all calms down, then like, we'll be able to like spend more time on the phone and connecting and like being there for each other. Because if the relationship's not serving you, then, then what's the point? So 
if you're not ready to break up with this person, which it doesn't sound like you are, it sounds like, you know, you're kind of confused by your feelings. You're not as sexually excited. You're not that excited to talk to them, but you don't dislike them. And it's not like you're interested in someone else. I think you're, you're just like really busy and in your relationship has to take a break. And I can relate to that when Angela and I were writing our book, everything in my life kind of like took, uh, it was like book and then my full-time job and everything else had to come second. So like, I didn't see Nick as much. We didn't really go on date nights. Like he kind of had to like, you know, take care of the dog and like oversee the house stuff. And, and he understood, he was like, this is a really busy time in your life. And like, we will reconnect and like catch up <laughs> once your book's turned in. So hopefully this person's understanding and I wouldn't, you know, get too down about it. I would just communicate how busy you are. So this person you're with doesn't feel bad. And then you can reevaluate your relationship status once things come calm down and see if you still feel this way. Yeah, this ties in perfectly with the news story that I read earlier about, you know, it's totally normal for there to be an ebb and flow and like sexual feelings. And you ask in your email, can stress cause this? And it can. We just heard from an expert that that is absolutely a thing. Stress will make your libido go down. And so I think it's kind of a blessing that this is a long distance thing and not an in-person thing because there would be way more pressure to be present and like with him all the time if he was living near you. So kind of like see that as a good thing. See the silver lining here that that you have lots of downtime without him where you can just kind of be zen in your home and like not have to entertain another human. Um, and yeah, like everything Laura said, like the relationship, he, he should understand that you're going through something. The relationship should only be adding to your life, not taking away from it. So just give it some time and see see how you feel. Absolutely. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay, next up, we have a question from uh, an email signed Modern Day Kathleen Kelly, which Kathleen Kelly is a character from You Got Mail, which is another one of my movies that I love to watch a million times. So love this. She writes, hey, Lauren, Angela, I'm 30. A little over a year ago, I broke off my engagement to a guy who was not at all that great. I dated another great guy for seven months. uh, But we broke up a few months ago. I'm currently on a big self-discovery journey. Last week, a friend introduced me through email to a guy who was considering moving back to my city. That intro email has turned into 24 long emails spanning everything from relationships to life paths. He's a few weeks, uh, sorry, a few years older than me, has been married before and also went through a breakup recently. So we have a lot in common and we're both writers. The discourse between us is rich with wordplay and metaphors. We've both acknowledged it feels like a 2019 version of Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. We've emailed every day, each sending one to two emails per day. That is a lot of emails. But she says, but I went on social media to stalk this guy, of course, and I'm really bummed to say that I'm not attracted to him as much as we click on an emotional slash intellectual level. Neither of us oh, has, no. I know, this is so sad. Neither of us has actively started dating again, but our communication feels intimate. Am I leading him on by continuing this conversation that I enjoy so much if I have no interest in pursuing this romantically? I love you both. Thank you for creating this incredible community of support and honest discussion. Love, modern day Kathleen Kelly. Oh, um, thank you for all the nice things. Yeah. Okay, so as for your guy, this is such a tough one because you guys have acknowledged that you're Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, which from the movie we know was a romantic relationship yes. and a romantic connection. However, you don't necessarily like owe this guy anything. You're both enjoying this intellectual connection that you've made. 
Um, you definitely don't want to tell him you're not sexually attracted to him because that's just mean and sad and it's it's okay that you feel that way and it's 100% valid because sexual attraction is so individual and what you find attractive, you know, isn't what someone else would find attractive. So there's no reason to tell this guy that that's the reason because he'll just get really sad and, and you know, there's another woman that would be super turned on by him and then he'll have it in his head that he's not hot or something. Right. So, but hmm, I would maybe like tone down any, like slowly start to, if you're still enjoying talking to him, I would definitely like tone down any flirty stuff that you are talking about in the emails. Um, Maybe, I don't know, eventually like you maybe want to like mention that you're dating someone or that you've like started to go on dates. I don't know, like just so he kind of knows that this is like a friendshipy type of thing. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Uh, I don't know, like maybe sprinkle that in there. It's kind of like (laughs) passive, but but uh, you know, unless if he explicitly asks anything, like you know, can we go on a date when I get there, or like I can't wait to meet you and like kiss you or something like that, then then I think you could be like a lot more clear and be like. Uh, I feel really weird talking to you, you know, or telling you this now because we have such a great emotional connection, but I've like kind of started to date someone. You could kind of always like say that kind of little lie. Um, I would maybe talk to your friend that introduced you and be like, please don't tell the guy that I'm not attracted to him, but I'm not, you know, do you, you know, what do you recommend doing? Because I don't want to hurt his feelings and you know him best. Right. Um, you know, I think I'm going to tell him I'm like dating someone. I don't know. But, you know, I would maybe talk this through with that. Ben, do you think it's worth it for her to meet him in person? And maybe she will feel an attraction that she couldn't get through pictures. I think that's totally possible because that's happened. That happens. That's happened to me where I, I've only been on like one online date. <laughs> um, and I thought the guy was so super, super cute in the pictures and then we met and just his energy and like the way he moved I was like right like right away within the first 10 seconds I was like oh like pick you know like your energetic force and like the way you are in person is just very different than your picture I'm I'm like just not attracted to you there's like no chemistry so it could be the opposite (laughs) and then and then it's happened where the opposite where I've like I've been like nope I'm not into someone and then the more and more I hang out with them and talk to them I like they like just become really hot to me and it's like and then guys that I've thought are hot like even people like you and I both know I'm like mm-hmm. oh my god that guy's like he's like so cute and then the more I get to know him I'm like like oh my god that's so like that's so gross I ever thought that yeah. he was cute do you know, you know who I'm talking about <laughs> I mean there could be so many people <laughs> that you're talking about but I have someone in my head um but yeah and like I feel like I've you know, anytime I kind of start a new job or join a class or something, I do my due diligence. I stalk who's going to be in it. And and like, there are people that like just are not even blips on my radar. I'm like, oh, that's a person. And Angela and I are both in very happy, committed relationships. Yeah, but, but like, we're not we have pulses. We're not, we have eyes. We're pulses and eyes. We're not like immune to good looking people around right. us, you know, but people can become like either more attractive or less attractive the, when you hang out with them. Totally. And that's been my experience is like people that I was like, well, that's just like a human being that I don't care about. Like they're just like a neutral face, and yeah. then you get to know them, and you're like, oh, I'm like very attracted to this person. So that's all so to say, like a shot. You might not be open to that or interested in that, and that's totally fine. But I guess her real question is: is she basically is she being an asshole to continue talking to him, and is she going to hurt his feelings? I think no, you're not an asshole for continuing to talk to him, but you should, like Laura said, sort of start to back away from 
from anything romantic and and sprinkle in hints that you're dating and I mean, uh, maybe maybe make it you said these are very intimate emails like maybe make them less I intimate mean, but this is the frustrating thing about this so she references a meg ryan movie right what's another mm-hmm. great meg ryan movie when harry met sally where yeah. he says like you know well, men and women can't be friends like guys all want to like fuck girls which i strongly disagree with i think like men and women can have amazing intellectual conversations and like be pen pals without any like sexual thing happening like that should be allowed you should be allowed to have like deep intellectual interesting conversations with person of the other sex without you know the man or woman assuming that you have to fuck and that and that there's something sexual there right that should be allowed so in that sense like you shouldn't feel bad for having these like deep emails with somebody what you're saying is technically true but, but in practice, but I think because they're two single people, fresh out of like both that, fresh out of relationships that were set up through a friend, yeah, like probably the, with this in mind, the and the context feels a little romantic. That's true because it was almost like a blind pen pal date thing, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just like two people that kind of like connected in class and have this. Yeah, that's true. So sprinkle it in, and I don't know. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, and I do think once you start dating in real life, you will. This this is probably kind of like a crutch, like an emotional crutch right now, where you're like, oh, this like person that like gets what I'm going through and I can like vent to but like well you'll meet somebody that you're attracted to in real life that you can have that connection with eventually and you'll kind of just fade away from this absolutely if you want your listener questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share email us at contact at this is why you're single show.com please be concise paragraph or less if you want it on the show you can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why you're single show.com now let's dive into our reason of the week This week's reason is cuffing season is back. We last did a cuffing season episode in October 2017 with our good friend Jarrah from the podcast Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. And now they're blowing up. They've got like a Netflix series and I don't even know. Jarrah's killing it. Yep. Uh, And we love that episode. But we figured it was time to revisit cuffing season. So cuffing season is called this because it describes the desire to be, quote, tied down or cuffed. Uh, during the colder months. So, Angela, why don't you read the Urban Dictionary description and then we can like role play their little example. (laughs) Sure. Okay. So, according to Urban Dictionary, where the term first popped up in 2011, the cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes you to become lonely. During the fall and winter months, people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves along with the rest of the world desiring to be, quote, cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed. Sorry, that's like a lot of repetition, but yeah. but cold equals cuffed. Okay, so I'm going to be Brittany. Okay, I'll be Tiara. This is the example that they give in Urban Dictionary. Why is everyone trying to holla this weekend like out of nowhere, Angela? <laughs> you know. Or sorry, out of nowhere, <laughs> Tiara. I'm Tiara right now. Uh, you know, cuffing season is in full effect, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. I know I won't be sleeping alone this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. They could have done, they could have hired us to maybe write like yeah. a little better sketch there. I, I don't know if I've ever had that conversation. Anyways, the point is also, the point is I'm a product of cuffing season. Apparently we all are. I didn't realize I was, but we both have September birthdays. I I'm, never thought about it. I'm a product of cuffing season of my existence. And then also my relationship, Angela. Oh. I met Nick in December 
He cuffed me. I cuffed him. We cuffed each other, and we've been together ever since. We got cuffed in December during cuffing season. Ian and I met in January. Supposedly, cuffing season starts November eighth, according to like one of the oh, articles okay. I was reading to research this. So we and then I think it goes. Mid. I think it goes all the way till like probably Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, I would think because that's also Valentine's Day is also kind of it's like the last that, holiday. You're home free with holidays. Yeah, exactly. Because I the reason the way I discovered cuffing season years ago was I was stuck in a relationship that I wanted to get out of but like there was never a good time to break up with that person because it was literally like you know you have your couple's Halloween costume so Halloween then it was Christmas then after that it was New Year's and then Valentine's Day and I think we had like an anniversary in there so that extended it it's just really hard to break up with someone once you're cuffed to them early so so Cuffing season's like a lot of reasons. You, it's cold. You want to like snuggle and hook up, according to the article that I read. Like you're maybe turned on a little more, so it's easier if you were with someone. Also, all of the holidays and the pressure from family make it so maybe you want to have someone around. So like, are you dating? Are you dating? You know, it's it's it right. makes it a little easier when you have someone. And then you know, once you do have someone. Like Angela said, there's all these holidays, so you want to like make out with someone on New Year's, so uh, you know at midnight, so you want to have someone there. Uh, you know, Christmas, it's nice to trade gifts. I'm going backwards a little bit, and then forward to Valentine's Day. Yeah. it's just it's hard to break up with someone. What are you gonna break up with them like right. a week before Valentine's Day? You'd yeah, be such it feels a jerk. too mean. Too mean. It can also be. F- fun to be single for the holidays. I, I was single initially, you know, going to holiday parties and it was a lot of fun. And then I met Nick. Um, you also don't have to fight over whose house to go to. This is true. You're a free agent. Right. Because I'm Jewish. This is true. But I mean, if you're single. Oh, if you're single. Yes. yes <laughs> but also if you're mean. Jewish. <laughs> I see what you mean. Uh, uh, but, you know, if you're into a boo and it's cold outside, cuff them down. Uh, Angela, we did a whole cuffing season chapter in our book. We did. And hopefully all of our listeners have read our book. It's called <laughs> This Is Why You're Single. You can get the audiobook on Audible. You can get it from Amazon. I'd also would love if some of our listeners would, they've been so nice about, about you know, uh, commenting on iTunes and yeah. saying nice stuff. Maybe give us a little Amazon love too. Ooh, there we, you go. we do read it and we you know, we appreciate every single person that comments. But why don't you read the little part we, a little paragraph that we wrote in our book. This was about, our take on this was we were basically saying, you know, once cuffing season ends, there's sometimes people that might break up with you right before the summer months because they want to be single for the summer. Exactly. So, you know, Cuffing season might be nice, but then when it ends, some people got to watch out. You got to watch out. So, so why don't you read uh, this part? So he said, it's not the weather. Or, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's the weather. Don't be discouraged by a seemingly random pre-summer dumping that douchey dude is thinking with his thermometer, phallic symbol, and not his heart. Take a breather. Enjoy the sunshine and wait for the right guy. Or once, girl. Or, or girl. girl, whoever, or non conforming person yes um once you have a real connection with someone nothing can stop it not even mother nature learn how to spot the difference between a seasonal fling and the real deal danny zuko was willing to leave the t-birds and start running high school track for his summer love and squeeze that's about as real as it gets do you think that still holds up our our book from 2015 i actually think it does i think it does that is evergreen advice which is why you guys should make sure you get our book and now yeah. it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Reason of the 
Maybe it's not worth it staying with a boo you want to break up with just because New Year's is around the corner, but we've looked into holidays that are worth staying together. This is also straight out of our This Is Why You're Single book. It's a game we call Holidays Holidays Worth worth Cuffing cuffing for. For. This is page 218 in our book. All right. So we are going to read some of the, the holidays. So March 16th. So once Valentine's is over and you're like, oh my God, there's no more cuffing season holidays. There's March 16th is everything you do is right day. What's the point of being right if you have no one to fight with? That's another reason to stick with someone. Yeah. And there's May 8th, Lost Sock Memorial Day. To cu- Together, our two solo socks will make a pair. Then there's Limerick Day. There was once a girl and her man. The relationship was going to plan, but then he was dumb, called quit on the run, and lived alone in a creepy van. That is a Limerick <laughs> Angela and I wrote for our book. Yes, we are also poets. Um, June, June, oh, I'm sorry, the third Sunday in June is Father's Day because I clearly have daddy issues and you are filling that void. That's what you would tell someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 26th is take your dog to work day. If you break up with me, I'm going to take the dog. To work and then Stay never together. give it and then never bring it home. Uh, keep going till June 27th because that is take your plants for a walk day. That's an actual holiday. And the reason you have to stay together is won't you be sad when your begonias are the only ones at the park without a mommy? And then August 13th is left handers day. That hand has to do a lot more work when you're single. Uh, And then finally, all the way back around to October 1st, International Day for the Elderly. Let's grow together. Aw. So that Angela and I are all, you know, those all jokes aside. We're just coming up with some some silly holidays outside of cuffing season of why you might want to stay together. But um, but yeah, cuffing season, it's a real thing. And I'm a product of it. Angela is too. Exactly. And if you're in a real solid relationship, it will transcend cuffing season and keep going all year round. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yep. Get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors in the code, check and the codes check out our podcast page on this is why your single show.com we are also on social so you can follow us on instagram and twitter at your single show please like and subscribe on itunes thank you for listening tune in next week for a whole new show bye, bye. this is why you're single 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 That was a HeadGum Podcast.